there's only one way this ends. Last man standing. I'm going back to see my father. We need to keep moving! Come on! I'm going back. We can't possibly make it that way, man! You bloody insane! God's name, did you have to choose me? Stay, please. No, no, no! If you don't get there in time, we will lose 1,600 men. Your brother among them. Good luck. Oh, is it recording? Yeah. <laughs> First thing I told Anna... Don't say anything dumb because I don't want to have to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's all I do. Yeah. This is <laughs> You, Me, and a Movie. And uh, Epstein didn't kill himself. This is the podcast <laughs> that we talk about movies. And uh, we didn't think we'd come back this soon. But here we are. That's going to be one of those things that people say for years. And then like our kids what? won't even know what that means. What are you talking about? Epstein didn't kill himself. He didn't? Oh, my gosh. Stop. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so we were going to take probably a longer hiatus on the podcast just because, uh, 2020 is looking pretty depressing as far as movies go, but then we saw an excellent movie. So we were like, let's, let's just do an episode. Um, but first we're going to, before we get into, uh, 1917, which we're going to talk about, and I'm going to talk about, uh, another film as well. We're going to talk about the Oscar nominations because, I feel like this is kind of really the culmination of uh, our podcast, what we've done. And uh, I think, as far as the Oscars go, um, nonsensical, really. Uh, the Oscars... I feel like they're becoming less and less watched. I really do. Well, no, that's true. That's actually a fact. It's also a feeling that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. Can't tell me how I feel. How much do you care about the Oscars? Like um, the idea of it, truly? I don't, and there, I don't really have a way to. I mean, I I guess we could watch it, but it's like hours and hours long. No, who would actually? No, like I enjoy the uh the I guess the world around the Oscars and kind of like tracking what's winning and what's not, but I can't imagine watching the Oscars. No, and like the whole thing, like who cares about the red carpet? Like more than anything, who cares about the red carpet? No. And then you like see people do awards and like, yeah, there might be like somebody funny that's like hosting, but like, it's not, the I don't Oscars, want to see people give a speech. The Oscars are so meaningless as well. Like, what is it? I mean, it does more for an actor or a filmmaker than really like, does it mean it's a good movie? Cause I don't think it does anymore if it ever did. I think the Oscars uh, has shown its biases on what a good film is, and it's a show that's very fascinated with itself. So usually movies that reference Hollywood are always there, you know? True stories are always there. Movies where there's, like, uh, somebody is acting, like, really hard, like, doing their acting, like, you know. (laughs) Doing their acting. Doing the most as far as acting. Um and uh, the response to the Oscars is always interesting now because there's always, like, not enough diversity, according to somebody. Like, you can't, 
like this like I think it was two years ago it was like uh, the Oscars only gives awards to white people or whatever. This year, the Oscars doesn't give enough awards to women. That's where we're at this year. Mm. That's the controversy. But, uh, you know, it's just kind of like they can't, they probably will never quite get it right on that front because you can't really please everybody, I guess. Um, And a lot of people are getting upset that Little Women, like the director who directed Lady Bird, uh, isn't like nominated for best Is that, director. Uh, Greta, Greta, Greta Gerwig. Gerwig? Yeah. yeah. She's not nominated for best director for Little Women. Well, didn't see it, couldn't tell you, but I can pretty much tell you that it's Little Women and uh Oh. Everybody keeps I, saying it's amazing. I keep getting recommended and so, I wish people would stop recommending it to me cuz I don't want to see it. <laughs> I didn't grow up as like a Little Women kind of like I never read Little Women. I've seen it a version of it once. Okay. It was fine. There's too many versions of it. There's, there are a lot of versions. Honestly, like, I couldn't tell you what year this came out. Now, it had Christian Bale was one of the main characters in it. Um, Obviously, quite a lot, like, a lot younger than he is now, but. Yeah, so um, we wanted to kind of go through the, uh, kind of go through some of the nominees. I don't want to go through all of this, uh, but uh, go through and see kind of, like, uh, <laughs> We're going to say what we think is going to win. We're going to do some predictions, what we think is going to win, and what we think should actually mm-hmm. win. Because um, I think that's kind of interesting because I think a lot of these are bad choices. I didn't write down Best Director, but we'll go through that as well. I have it on my phone. Okay. So uh, we'll we'll start with uh, Best Actress since this seems to be – I've seen less of these than any, anyone else, any, anything else. So Best Actress, Charlize Theron for Bombshell. I haven't seen it. She was Megan Kelly in that. I haven't seen that either. Uh, Renee Zellweger is Judy. I haven't seen that. I haven't Honestly, seen couldn't even tell you what a trailer looks like of it. Cynthia Erivo, Harriet. Okay, I did. I have not seen that. Okay. Okay. But I did see her perform a song from it on the Today Show. Pretty okay. good, but no, we saw that. Yeah, yes, I was, we yeah, did. That's her. And you were okay, like, "Oh, she's really good," and she is. But again, I didn't see the movie. So I didn't I can't know tell her you. name. Yeah, I'm sure she was great in it. But. Uh, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Didn't see that. You did. I did. And would you say like a best actress for that? Yeah. Okay. I, I again, I didn't see. In it. In fact, I think she will probably win this. Okay. And uh, then somebody Ronan for Little Women. I don't know who that is. Oh, uh, s- Sorcy. So- I can't. Okay. I think it's like, I can't remember. I've heard how she pronounces it, and I cannot remember. Um, but she is also in Lady Bird. If you do not know who this person is, oh, is that the main? She's the main character in Lady Bird. Oh, she's also basically the main character in Little Women. Wait, so did you see Lady Bird? I have seen Lady Bird. Did we watch it together? No, I've seen it. You saw it before me. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not a fan. Okay, I think not a fan. Okay, again, actually, I don't. I didn't see any of these movies. Okay. Any of them. Yeah, I... Well, I mean, I've seen Marriage Story. Yeah. Um, I think... Who's the one that played Harriet? Uh, Cynthia Erivo. I think she will win. That's probably not how you pronounce it, but I'm doing it. I can't imagine that it's like... I mean, I know who you're talking about. Um, I think she will win, and okay. I think she probably should. Okay. I disagree. Again, I, I didn't see any of these, so I'm going uh, off the mat, the, the right. short 
song I saw her sing. I'm going to say that Scarlett Johansson acted her face off in Marriage Story. So, and that's just what the Oscars are looking for. So, I'm going to say should and will on that one. Okay. Um, okay, let's do Best Actor. This one has a couple more things you've seen. I've, I have not seen The Two Popes or this Antonio Banderas movie, Pain and Glory. But Two Popes is on Netflix. Oh, really? It's a Netflix original, I believe. Don't what, what's with all the that? Pope content lately? We've got the, oh. We had the young Pope, right, with uh, Jude Law, where he was like a dirty man Pope. That's HBO. Yeah, and then now there's a second season, and it's called The New Pope. Do we have an old pope? Well, this is the, I think the second season is just called The New Pope. I don't know anything about it. And then suddenly we have the two popes. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. So wh- I think this pope movie, and I again, I don't know really. <laughs> it's like just me making things up as this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it has something to do with like the pope that just, that left before the current pope. I Wait, mean, it's a true story? Yes. I was assuming it'd be Again, like a remember, delightful. Oscars like true stories. Yeah, that's true. It's not going to be a comedy of any kind. Mm, now, how much reality this is, again, just kind of like Netflix the queen is, really is, again, not one of those things that it's 100% probably accurate. I don't know if the two popes is. Yeah, The okay, so the, su- the summary on Netflix for the two popes is a key turning point for the Catholic Church, Pope Benedict the XVI. <laughs> No, that is not. Pope Benedict XVI forms a surprising. He's like some kind of like undercover. (laughs) XVI forms a surprising friendship with the future Pope Francis, uh, inspired by true events. You know, that sounds like the kind of content that I have no interest in. Anthony Hopkins, though. Anthony Hopkins is in it. Uh, Okay, anyway, best actors. I'm blown away how much Netflix is getting Oscar nominations. Best actors. Um, Okay, so Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. So Anthony Hopkins isn't even on this list. Well, because he's supporting. Oh, oh, you're right, you're right. Kenneth, okay, gracious. I don't even know half this stuff, and I know it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Price, Two Popes. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Okay. Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory, which I've I heard is excellent. don't even know what that excellent. is. Okay. I, I, I know very little about it. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Okay. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. I think Leonardo DiCaprio should win it. Interesting. I know. Interesting. A bold stance. Not so bold, but um, he's on the list. But um, I think Joaquin Phoenix will get it. No. And I'm on the fence a little bit because Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job in that performance. Let's, we, trust me. We will get plenty of time to talk about Joker here in a second. Yeah, okay. I know. Um, But, yeah, I think Joaquin Phoenix will win it. and I. But I think, personally... For my joy, I would like to see Adam Driver win an Oscar. I just, this is going to be bold. I don't think he deserves one yet. I know. No, you're I know. wrong. You didn't see Marriage Story. You can't I know. talk because you haven't seen Marriage Story. And I know. It's, it's probably one of my favorite films. You do love depression. I love, love watching emotionally, the face of depression. Yeah, I love emotionally devastating movies. Um, I just watched Inside Lewin Davis again, and that movie made me feel terrible. And uh, but I love. I'm it. watching Grace and Frankie tomorrow. It's just uplifting. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay, so um, let's do best director. Hold on, I didn't write that. Oh I don't my know. goodness! Why did you put that down? I don't know any directors. Yeah, you do. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have a movie podcast. You're like, I don't know what a director Who? is. Who? Who's that? What's that? Do I know him? 
Um, so best director, we got Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We okay. got Todd Phillips for Joker. Just to put this in perspective, Todd Phillips also directed the Hangover films. Interesting. Okay. And Due Date. Okay. Uh, Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. That's a Korean You know, my film. first question is, hmm. where was Zach Galifianakis? He was in there. He was in there. He was just, he Joker? He was in the background. Was that actually Zach what Galifianakis? He buckets or, or no? Who's his guy? Who's the That's clown? That's bu- Basket. Baskets. It's yeah, baskets. baskets. Buckets. <laughs> buckets. I mean, they're both weird. Okay. Yeah. Um. What? Well, yeah. Oh, what man. if he was just like? What if he had been like part of it? That would have been amazing. It would have been. There was a baskets it would have been. I didn't even consider that. I didn't either until you just said two movies where he's the main one of the main characters. Oh my gosh. Okay. Go ahead. Next. Um. Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. Okay. And then Sam Mendes for. 1917. So who do you I'm think's gonna, gonna have win? To say who do you think sh- who do you think's gonna win? Probably the one the Joker one. No, I don't know. I think who should win is 1917. Guy, Sam Mendes. Interesting. Watching the behind the scenes of how some of that stuff was done in that movie is absolutely ridiculous, and the time that would have had to been put in during that movie. Yeah. yeah, and I agree. the way that they shot things to where you didn't know it was happening sometimes mm-hmm. was great. Yeah, but you have to also remember that the director isn't the cinematographer, right? But like, he's still. No, I know. It's like I, I'm. I know what you're saying. Um, I think I don't know who would get picked for this. I don't think it would be Todd Phillips for the Joker. I really don't, because I don't feel like. I would consider that movie like a directorial masterpiece. I would say. Also, I also think Martin Scorsese could win. I think Martin Scorsese probably. Yeah. yeah for the Irish I, that's what I was going to say. Martin Scorsese probably is going to win. I think who should. Ah, oh, man. I don't know. I mean, Tarantino's kind of a veteran. Has he won an Oscar? Couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Remember, uh, I don't know things. I mean, Tarantino may win just because it's about Hollywood. You know, I don't think he will. Of all those, I think the least amount that he will win. Yeah. Like, if they could tell us line by line, like, you were next, you were next, he'd be the last one, I think. Of all of these? Of all of them. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think Scorsese will win, but... Wait. Sam Mendes isn't going to is win. Is Uncut Gems, did it not get nominated? Got nothing. <gasps> Uncut Gems got nothing. Whoa. Which is kind of, I wanted to talk about that a little bit too, because it's like, that one, that actually really surprised me. Me too. They were, everybody was saying like, and yeah. he he didn't even get nominated for anything. No. Yeah. That was really surprising. That is really interesting, actually. And Eddie Murphy didn't get nominated for Dolomite Is My Name either, mm. which is a bit odd. Um. Oh, let's see. Okay, best cinematography. Um, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Roger Deakins for nineteen seventeen's in there. I think he should probably win that for what the sheer. What else has he done? Roger Deakins. Yeah. Blade Runner. Okay. Skyfall. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, few Coen Brother movies. Did he do? I think he did Big Lebowski as well. Um. Uh, yeah. Man, it's been too long since we've seen that. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other categories. Best visual effects. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, Avengers Endgame, 1917, Lion King, Irishman. Ooh. Uh, best visual effects should not go to the Irishman. Lion King came out this year. Yeah, the summer. Or 
2019. Yeah. Man, that's really weird to think I, about. I feel like I, that movie's been I years. think for best visual effects, it should be Endgame. Probably. Just think about, like, the Hulk in that. That was pretty amazing. I don't know. I just want Endgame to win something. I'm actually surprised Endgame, that's pretty much all it got nominated for, because usually the finale of a saga yeah, gets some special mention. What are the best picture? Um, okay, so that's where we're going next. I just was checking to see if there were other. Uh, best original song? Ooh, no Frozen, it seems. Awkward. <laughs> um, best screenplay? Best original screenplay? Oh, Ryan Johnson for Knives Out. That's a good one. I, yes. I think I think yes. that should get something. Um, okay. Let's see. Best support. Oh, supporting actor. We got Anthony Hopkins uh, for two posts. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. It should be Brad Joe Pitt. Pesci. Al Pacino. Tom Hanks. It I should be think, Brad Pitt, and it will be Brad Pitt. Okay. Here's what I think. It's gonna be Joe Pesci. No. No, it's a hundred percent gonna be Joe Pesci mm. because he came back. Out of after a huge hiatus, and after being just blew, beaten to death by Macaulay Culkin, yeah, blew people away. Nobody knew he had that in him. I don't think no and, one cared. And Brad no, Pitt. I think it's it's gonna be Joe Pesci, or I think it. You think it should be him, or do you think it will be him, or both? I'm not gonna lie. I think it should be, but I think the only one that could take him down with this one is gonna be Tom Hanks. I think yeah. it's going to be Brad Pitt. No, I think it could be Tom Hanks. I think it's going to be Brad Pitt. Okay, it's going to be between Joe Pesci and Brad Pitt. That's what I'm saying. I thought you said Tom Hanks. Or Tom Hanks. <laughs> Gosh. I was like, okay, wait, wait, you're we on need my to, side? Wait, we need to put our put our guesses. So your prediction for best actor was uh, Joaquin, right? I think he will get it, but I think Leo should get it. Okay, but we'll just do it right down our predictions. Okay. So that we can we can refer back and see how right we are because this this will be interesting. Best actress, I said Scarlett. And I said, what is her name? I've already forgotten all the women's. Uh, Cynthia. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, best supporting actor, um, supporting actor. Sorry, I'm writing this down over the podcast. This is. Have absolutely tintillating, scintillating, titillating, none of, none of titillating. those <laughs> Just it's not even that. So uh, just will Joe Pesci will not win? Pesci. When when are the Oscars? Uh, end of this month or next month? Um. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Is that on lock? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Okay. What, what was your guess, Brad Pitt? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, what about actor, main act? Do we already say that? I'm saying Brad. Oh, we were talking about best pictures next. I'm saying Joe Pesci or Tom Hanks. That's what I'm saying. Oh wait, we gotta do supporting actress. We can't be sexist here. Hold on. Yeah, but I didn't see any of the women's movies. February 9th. If anybody wants to know, February 9th. Is there no? Oh, supporting actress. Okay, here we go. Uh, there's Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't either. Um, there's Margot Robbie for Bombshell. I haven't seen it. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Interesting. Haven't seen it. Florence Pugh for Little Women. Isn't it interesting that she's nominated for two different things? Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. I mean, I know it's not the same movie. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, And then Laura Dern for Marriage Story. I honestly can't even give a maybe. Yeah, but status-wise, who would you guess? 
Um, if you're thinking politically, like the politics of the Oscars. I think Kathy Bates might win. Really? Interesting. I mean, yeah, we're kind of going blind here because I've only seen Laura Dern and Marriage Story, and I don't think, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think that's gonna win win her any awards. Um, I would guess it's Florence Pugh. She's kind of big right now. Who's that? Uh, she's gonna be uh, Scarlett Johansson's sister in Black Widow. Uh-huh. Um, supporting actress. Will is saying Florence Pugh, and I'm saying Kathy Bates. Kathy Come on, bring Bates. it home, Kathy Bates. <laughs> She's won one before, I think. Oh, I'm sure she has. I say that for I like know. Misery or something. I would guess, right? I don't know. Um, okay, Best Picture, the one we care about. Um, oh yeah, did you hear the news about who's doing the James Bond theme? Is it Beyonce? No, crazy. Who? Billie Eilish. Hmm. Eilish? Eilish? I it's think, Eilish. I think that's going to be crazy That'll be cool. good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm really into that. And I, I saw there was rumors it was Beyonce, but they do that every time now. Is so. it Beyonce? Is it Beyonce? It's not. It's, I feel like she just probably isn't going to get enough money from it. Um, okay, best picture. 1917, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, Marriage Story. It will be Joker. <laughs> it will be Joker. It will be Joker. I think it should be 1917. Joker? You think it should be Joker? No, I no, don't. No, I know. I think you're right. I think it's going to be Joker as well. Um, <laughs> will, Joker, and a Joker. I think that I will be very depressed if it is Joker. <laughs> Here's the here's the problem. Especially when Uncut Gems was not even breathed about in this whole Oscars thing. Joker is on this big campaign to be like a superhero movie that wins Best Picture for an Oscar. Yet, it doesn't have anything to say. That's what drives me nuts about Joker is that Uncut Gems, while is comparative to Joker in that it seems like it's just a film about a really messed up dude, it at least takes a stance on how you should not be like this guy. Yeah, Joker doesn't actually make you feel like you might be able to change if you're like Joker. In fact, yeah, in fact, Joker is so bankrupt of meaning that you can almost gain the wrong message from it yeah that it's saying yeah you should be like this. yeah like hey yeah. you you're feeling marginalized and like you're not heard just go crazy it is truly bizarre that joker joker has been nominated for 11 awards yeah like and don't really? get me wrong i really like joaquin phoenix yeah he did a great but, job but the story of this was not what I think it w should have been. Well, and what's what really is bothering me about this is that this it's already too late. the The toothpaste is out of the the tube on this one. The f Joker's success will create more movies like this. Yeah, 
in fact, that's probably why we're getting this stupid Morbius movie with Jared Leto. <laughs> that's like one of the Spider-Man. Well, that's probably also because Venom was successful. But we're going to start getting maybe some cool, weird superhero movies. But we're going to get a lot more things like the Joker, I think. That's, and that's what I'm not happy yeah. about. Well, if you want to hear more about our views on the Joker, you yeah. can go back and listen to another podcast because we probably need to move on from that. Yeah, we're not fans. Um, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're not fans. Um, okay, so I think, um, so we think Joker's going to win. What do you think should win out of this list? I already said. I said 1917. 1917, okay. Um, I think... I wish, or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, love it, really did. Do I know? Do I feel like it deserves an Oscar? Is where I'm on a f- defense about, but I really like. That's probably my favorite of this list is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And see, I struggle with this, like what I would want to win, because it's like I care so little about what the Oscars do, and like it really means nothing as far as like it doesn't make a movie better or worse to me. Right. So like yeah. I kind of think like. Of these that I would want to win an Oscar, I really don't care <laughs> if it does or not because I still like the movie. Um, Marriage Story would be cool. I would like to see Marriage Story win. It won't. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, I still haven't seen. I want to because I love Taika Waititi. Um, Little Women, I do not think will win an Oscar. Um, Irishman, I think it'd be cool if it won an Oscar. Uh, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I don't think it'll win Ford v Ferrari I don't think it'll win an Oscar I think it's probably between 1917 and Joker and maybe Parasite I've heard a lot of really cool things about Parasite so I don't know it's going to be the Joker I think um, I don't really know what it should be though to be honest with you um, uh, but definitely I think Uncut Gems should have been on it I want to talk about Uncut Gems real quick Uncut Gems is incredible. Um, I saw. Did you say that it's a gem, a diamond <laughs> it, in the rough? Maybe? It it is. Uh, yeah, an opal. As this this movie's about an opal. Really? Yeah. Oh. A hmm. black opal. Okay. Um. So Adam Sandler probably this is probably the first movie with Adam Sandler that I've enjoyed. I'm trying to think of another one that I would have liked. I've enjoyed. I like wow. that one where he's with Jennifer Aniston. They go to Hawaii. That um, one's kind of fun. The one that we can never remember the Just name of. Just go with of. it. Yeah. Yep, that one. I like that movie for some reason. I've always kind of liked Fifty First Dates. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but this is like this is like next level. Adam oh, I'm Sandler. sure. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's. So he basically plays a guy who, you know, is addicted to gambling, robbing Peter to pay Paul, um, and then like, you know, getting in trouble with, you know, loan sharks that kind of stuff but just will not he's relentless will not stop just constantly making dumber and dumber decisions and everything that happens in this movie is like a hundred percent of his own making and it's super uh it, it will fill you with anxiety to watch this film but what a ride like it's just it's so entertaining you're basically following adam sandler through his life and it's just I don't know. I want to see it again really bad. Um, but the fact that it, I feel like it has everything the Oscars want, too. Yeah, th- that is really weird that it got which snubbed. Is, yeah, which surprised me. Oh, I hate that word, snubbed. I said it. I'm always like, really? This is a, we can't think of a better word than snubbed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it was surprising. Um, but, uh, really, we're here. The reason we even decided to do a podcast, uh, 
today in the first place is because we saw 1917. In a theater with recliners and heated seats. Glorious. It was glorious. It really was. Uh, it did fill us with anxiety, though. Oh, that movie was oh, stressful. I mean, the guy next to me, there was, there was a guy next to me. He was probably like 50s-ish. Mm-hmm. He was literally, did not have that recliner up. He was sitting on the edge of his seat for most of the movie. Like, he was there with them. <laughs> yeah, did, on, on the scale of war movies, like, where's this at for you? Because I'm not a war movie fan. And I, I really, honestly, this is one that I really like a lot. I haven't seen that many. And like, I haven't... I mean, I mean, like, this feels like Dunkirk. Yeah. Like, I could... Like, Dunkirk is another war movie that I am I like because it's not just, like, a grisly... I like this gory. better than Dunkirk. Yeah, no, I, I think this is a better film than you Dunkirk. You care more about the people in it than you did in the, Dunkirk. The characters in Dunkirk are a bit faceless compared to this. This, they actually had a story where you get attached to the characters, and it actually pulled tears out of me. It felt... Um, and I was nervous because 1917 is a movie that is largely, I feel like, supposed to be kind of showy. It's supposed to be like this technical marvel, um, and that's kind of what it's about. Basically, it is a single shot uh, throughout the whole thing, so it's one of those movies, kind of like Birdman or I'm trying to think of another one that was a single shot, um, Revenant, where you're kind of following this person with a single shot of the camera, and the camera never cuts, and... You know, those kind of movies are meant to be kind of these visual experiences. And this movie, while it um, that was a big part of it, it didn't pick that over a good story. I feel like the acting was really good. You got a sense of their life in the trenches, like the fact that the trenches are their own little cities almost. Yes, I thought they did that in a very interesting way that I hadn't thought about before. And I was like, man, how long did these things take to build? And how do they have time to do this? Yeah, like when he was saying like, hey, you can get to no man's land by turning right at like Paradise Lane and whatever. Like they were like... Like as if they're streets and... Yeah, it was sections like... Sections and... And and because you're walking at their level behind them with them with one single shot of the camera, you feel like you're in the trenches too. Mm-hmm. In fact, it felt a little video gamey at parts. Like, I felt like I was following somebody, like, in a third-person video game. Like, yeah, they're like, you have to go here and meet this person. And and it felt that way throughout a lot. But I don't think that's a bad thing. No, 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 it wasn't. And then, like, when you see, like, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil too much. Although, I feel like it's one of those movies that... You kind of know what's going to happen in it. Right. But when they end up going to like enemy trenches and you see they're kind of similar. They're similar, but like, man, the German trenches were. Oh no, they even comment. They're like, Whoa, look at this. Like they dug out like built an area with like bunk beds. Yeah. But it just, they have like a whole world underground under there. It just underlines like how awful this war was and like how long it was and how these guys were basically starving it was so long, and they were out there for, like, a lot of them felt like that was just the rest of their life. They were going to be out there. They didn't know what day it was half the time. Like, 
you know, they were, like, taking bets at one point on what day it was. Well, also, it just makes you rem- realize, like, wh- how these people ever went back and lived a normal life is crazy to yeah. me. No, and most of, them, most of them didn't, That's probably. what I'm saying, but, like, they, they did technically, you know, like, yeah. I'm sure a lot of them went back and lived a normal life, but, like, having this as, like, something that they, you know, was such a huge part of their life and was just, like all-consuming yeah i it the the amount of detail in this film was astounding to me like every environment they would walk through there'd be some sort of damage there'd be like giant like shell casings there'd be trees cut down yeah cows killed yeah just something and it was just always reminding you of like what was going on like ruins of a house or you know just something that just shows you how horrible this war was. And it just, um, it doesn't let up the whole film. Like, no, you're in, you're constantly like, oh my gosh, it's a little quiet. Is something about to happen? And a couple times you'll, there's a couple jumps in there that yeah. you'll do, but, and it definitely, but it didn't feel over long to me. No. Like, you're kind of, you're kind of hooked into it, um, for, you're 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 hooked into it for you know the the entire film, um, but the the cinematography is is fascinating to me. I will say, with a single camera movement, my only complaint is that you can't really focus on anything. Yeah. So like you feel like your eyes are straining for a lot of it, or that you're like waiting for where you're gonna go next. Yeah, there's no way to your eyes can't rest anywhere. Um, which, which is my only issue, but, and, and that's what I hate about the Revenant. Like the Revenant is that way. And that's why I can't really watch that movie multiple times. Um, Birdman is kind of kinetic like that. This one is different from those and better than those because it's Roger Deakins is doing his classic lighting and giving you just like a lot of eye candy along the way. So not only are you having this long drawn out shots, but you're getting like bright orange light from a fire or crazy changes in light from flares shooting up in the air. Or, you know, you're getting just amazing color from something. And it's just, it it feels, it's pleasant to look at while also you're looking at something really grisly. You know what yeah. I mean? And they took a story that, I mean, yes, it was great. And I think it should be told. But it was a little, uh, it was simpler than a lot of like war stories you hear. Yeah. Like it's, in a, but like in a way that made it better. I don't know. Yeah. How to explain it. I also really loved at the, one of the ending scenes where that, uh, he, he finally finds the group he's looking for and there's that guy singing and they actually let that entire song like that. It, yeah. You know, the guy sings that entire song. It also is like you feel his exhaustion. Yeah. Yes. Like you feel like you you see him having harder and harder time just keeping going, and yeah. you feel that. Like it reminded me of that feeling after like a super long hike that when you finally get to sit down, you know that feeling where you've just been using your legs and you're just done, and seeing him like sit down and almost like pass out when he got to those the the guy singing, you're mm-hmm. just like. You're like, yeah, he's done. And it took him a second it, to come he back. He wasn't. Like, he had to do more than that. Um, and, yeah, like like you said, it was a small story. 
but it feels big. So they took a very, very small event and, and, and gave But it I mean, meaning. like, saving 1,600 people is not small. I mean, it kind of is in the scale of the war, though. Right, but it's still, like... So many more people died up to this point already. Oh, yeah. And I think about, like, it's literally a movie about a guy having to bring a letter to somebody else. That's yeah. literally the movie. Well, it's two guys... Uh, one guy, basically, they, they get him to go because I feel like they know his brother's in this group, and that will drive him to get there. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's it's just it, it's just crazy how, in the scheme of things, this is a semi-insignificant event in the scheme of World War One, But it was made into such a compelling film. Like, Dunkirk was Dunkirk. You know, it was yeah. about a famous battle. This is not a famous event. And it was a deeply compelling story. And the characters, really, I felt something out of them. Like, you you felt them as people in a way you didn't really feel in Dunkirk. Um, and, and Dunkirk's just an easy one to compare it to, I think. Um, probably the closest thing you could compare it to, really, as far as yeah. horror movies go. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's one of those movies. And with the cinematography, I do not know how they did some of the stuff they did. There's scenes where, like, the camera just follows them and then starts floating over the water. And it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. It, like, blew my mind. This is a movie that you have to see in the theater. Yeah. You have to see it in the theater. I, And that's part of why I wanted to do this podcast while we're doing it, like, this soon. Because I'm trying to tell as many people who are interested in this film to see it now. Like, go see it in the theater. It, you will not be disappointed. And it is truly an experience like this is movies like this are why theaters still need to exist yeah to see films like this um you, you can't watch this on your phone you know um i can't imagine i can't imagine watching this on my phone <laughs> it'd be horrible but uh but yeah so anna's anna's fading out here um 1917 is a must-see in the theater right now gotta see it 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 will blow your mind. I and this is one you can kind of recommend to anyone. Like a, anybody will will like this movie. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't think of somebody who'd be like, man, that was terrible. No. Yeah. It's it's gonna it's it's hard to watch in a lot of ways, but at the same time, they balanced hard to watch war film with something very watchable. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like I'm sending you into you're gonna watch like some horrible heinous gore and really yeah i mean there stuff. is a little bit of gore but as a much as you bit. would expect in a war movie yeah it's really it's really tame because i'm not really big into those grisly violent gore gore movies war movies <laughs> um so yeah uh when are we coming back what's next in the theater i have I no idea i don't even know i have no idea um let me see uh let's let's at least see uh <laughs> how'd you feel about that morbius trailer while i'm looking at it mm, could not care less it's apparently in the spider-man universe i guess well it had what's his face in it it had michael keaton at the end and he was apparently from what i've read wearing the same outfit he wore in like the post credit scene like his prison outfit mm. so i'm assuming he's playing vulture and then they had a poster with spider-man that said murderer on it which I guess is implying that he's accused of killing Mysterio. I've heard that J. Jonah Jameson is going to make a cameo. and But what's weird is that 
poster that has Spider-Man on it, this is Murderer, mm-hmm. is a picture of Sam Raimi's, like, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Hmm. So it's very weird. That is like, really weird. I don't know if they've reached an agreement and, like, maybe it will kind of hint at that or whatever. All I know is that that movie looks bad. <laughs> that's all well, I got to say about it. Is there it. anything you saw that's coming out? Um, I'm not. Uh, hold on. Let's see. Movie releases. Uh, we may we may do uh, maybe like a TV thing or something. January 2020. Let's see what's coming out. Uh, Bad Boys Do Little. 1970. Yeah, that's about it. Um, let's see February here. Uh, February 2020. Oh, and then that uh, Birds of Prey. I don't want to see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to think we'll about it. We'll put this on hold for a little yeah, bit, maybe. Uh, put this on hold, or we'll come up with something, or maybe we'll uh, watch something. That's there's a lot of Netflix. There's, there's a lot of Netflix exclusives right now. True. I feel like I haven't seen. Um, so yeah, we'll see. It may be. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch the two posts. Talk about Maybe two so. Posts. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think that's it. Okay. So uh, until next time. And uh, also stay tuned for, we'll, we'll have an episode about the Oscars for yeah. sure. We'll do one to talk about how, right. how right we are. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next time.